definitely human. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com What forgotten things lurk in the darkened crevices of civilization beyond the ken of mere mortals? What forbidden knowledge awaits, eager to be uncovered and set loose upon the world? And what hope can four ordinary strangers enjoy when faced with forces far beyond their quotidian reckoning? Something unwholesome hides behind the kind and dutiful facade of Drakelow Hall, a convalescent centre in rural Cumbria, 1919. Tonight, four unwitting idiots roleplay as characters in a sinister gauntlet of evil. I, Giorgio Mariani, games master and architect of fear, will put these characters through a landscape of broken bodies and shattered minds. A place where, sometimes, the only solace to be found lies in the infinite bad. The Secret of Drakelow Hall, Part 1 A motor car jerks and shudders in its transition from the smooth main roads to the winding country lanes of rural Derbyshire. It is autumn, 1919, and with the death and din of the Great War still ringing, four strangers find themselves cramped together in a moderately sized vehicle headed to Drakelow Hall one of the last English manors still in use as a convalescence home for soldiers. An earnest-looking young woman wearing a plain beige woolen dress is fidgeting with a medical bag. Hello, I'm Dorothy Taylor. I'm in Britain visiting family before I returned to Connecticut. I was a nurse with the American military, stationed in France during the Great War and subsequent flu pandemic. I've only recently left. I'm going to Drakelow Hall to visit my colleague, Nurse Boskins, who served with me in the war. A sour-faced, haughty lady in her late 50s wearing a conservative green velvet dress, sits rigidly upright, peering expectantly at her fellow passengers. My name is Cornelia Cavendish. I remember America well. I have travelled extensively, as you can probably tell, and I am now looking to dedicate part of my expansive fortune to sponsor a worthy hospital. An immense mountain of a man stuffed into a suit at least one size too small adjusts the spectacles on his nose his shirt buttons buckling worryingly over his bulk. Uh, Sebastian St. Battenberg. Charmed, I'm sure. Uh, I'm just visiting a friend. 
The passengers turn, looking down at the messy brown hair of a 15-year-old girl in a raggedy cotton dress and jacket. She has a strange, haunted look in her eyes. My name is Joy Dutton. I'm looking for someone. As the car bustles on, the rolling fields and narrow hedgerows start to get wilder and less well-kept. Weeds and brambles swell out into the road here and there, and soon our heroes are surrounded by trees, with fading sunlight dappled across the car's interior in a whirling sky. The car smells faintly of sweat now. How much longer is this going to take? Oh, I just shudder when she starts talking. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I said, oh. how much longer is this going to take? Okay, so it seems like your your comment falls on deaf ears <laughs> and uh, and you settle once more into a slightly less comfortable silence now, perhaps. <laughs> Okay. I see how it is. <laughs> I'm just going to look out the window. Yeah. <laughs> so after a few minutes, uh, well, after about half an hour more, the car emerges from the woods into a vast, flat, beautifully kept green. It's sloping gently to one side, leading up to an imposing manor. This is Drakelow Hall. It's a wide, squat building, and the left half of its impressive brickwork has been overtaken by creeper vines. Above, on the third floor, you can see a figure looking out from the gallery window. It's a man, bare-chested, and his head and torso are bound with gauze. He looks down at you while your car pulls to a stop in the gravel at the front of the entrance. So waiting for you by the door is a small welcoming party, including who you presume to be your host, Sir Nigel Gresley, the owner of Drakelow Hall. So, uh, the driver motions impassively for you to get out of his car. I'll wait for the door to be opened. <laughs> <laughs> I open the door. Thank you. <laughs> <I> exit. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you exit. Uh, you've opened the door. The rest of you just kind of get out. Do you want to yeah, say anything? Hmm? I follow behind. Okay. And Dorothy? Yep. Okay. So uh, getting out of the car, the car quite quickly pulls, uh, makes a turn, pulls out, and uh, leaves, disappears into the forest. So now you're there standing in front of Drakelow Hall in the gravel and uh, before you there is Sir Nigel Gresley. Uh, you've heard a little bit about him, but not too much. Uh, you know that he's going to be your host. You, uh, in particular, Cornelia, have had a brief, quite formal correspondence with him about the possibility of providing funding to the kind of the estate in, in, in recognition of the contribution that uh, Manor is making to the, well, the previous war effort, but now mm -hmm. to the... Uh, maintenance and, and care of the veterans. Um, but you don't really know him much beyond that, and you suspect that the letters might have been ghostwritten anyways. So he's got with him uh, a female companion, much younger than he, uh, and, and a young man who he vigorously refers to as my boy. So Nigel Gresley himself is rail thin, he's in his 40s, uh, and he has prominent teeth which are unsuccessfully reined in by his thin, moist moustache and glossy goatee. Uh, he's wearing a dark green three-piece suit and a boater hat, uh, and he's always got a cane with him. Uh, the, his female companion introduces herself mildly by holding out her hand as Angela Gresley. Uh, she's a strikingly beautiful woman in her late 20s. Uh, she has kind of a smooth, impassive face with smoky, lowered eyes and a measured pout. And she's wearing a grey heather coat over a dark red and brown patterned dress. Uh, the younger man, uh, Tom Gresley, looks something like a shorter, squatter version of Nigel himself. 
Uh, so he's stockier. He has a fuller mustache and a fuller goatee. And he wears a brown suit, um, which is much more kind of worn out. He's got a weathered bowler hat and scuffed black shoes to accompany them. Uh, he's the kind of person who, when he shakes your hand, like really vigorously pumps it, almost like he's making a point, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and he does this even with uh, with the three ladies. Um, but especially kind of his eyes harden when he pumps your hand. Sebastian, he kind of, okay. there's, a, there's an unrecognized sense of competition between you. I'd like to politely crush his hand. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a, a yeah, make a, so make an opposed strength check. So just roll your die and I'll add your this, strength bonus. Mm. Yes. Uh, there's a nine. Nine, okay, well, uh, it's a close, it's a close contest and uh, one... Uh, completely invisible to the people around you, <laughs> but uh, but you see his his shoulder just buckle a little bit. The second it does, I want to like grin and clamp him on the shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> Good to meet you, there. <laughs> and Nigel. I've heard so much about you. <laughs> okay, so um, Tom rubs his hand somewhat ruefully and says, "Yes, yes, very very good to meet you." And Nigel says, "Yes, ah, oh, delightful to have guests at my manor." Hmm, won't you come in? Ah, actually, I'll, I shall give you a tour of the grounds first. Uh, but in, in introductions first, I believe I, I, I know you, Cornelia. Uh, Mrs. Mrs. Ms. Uh... Mrs. Cavendish. Uh, yes, Cavendish, of course. You'll remember from our correspondence, <laughs> of course. Uh, yes, uh, a delightful exchange, yes. Uh... Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, uh, well... I enjoyed your second letter. <laughs> mm, yes. Uh, wh- the poem was wonderful. What, one of my better efforts, I, I, I hope. Yes. Uh, well, very good. And, and, and you, must be, uh, you must be here to, to help us uh, here at the manor. Uh, Dorothy, is it? Uh, Dorothy Taylor, yes. Hmm, yes. So uh, one of my nurses, uh, and he motions back uh, at the... There's about four nurses in the retinue and a man who looks like a doctor as well. Uh, he motions for one of them to come forward without looking away from your face. Uh, one of them does indeed come forward. Uh, it's a friendly woman. She's, uh, she introduces herself as Susan Boskin. She's got kind of a doughy, heavy set body, um, but she's got these bright, kind eyes. Uh, and she comes forward and gives you a hug um, and says, Oh, it's so nice to see you, dear. Oh, Nurse Boskins, what a pleasure. Oh, you'll fit in well here, you will. Well, I'm not planning to stay for that long, but mm. if I can help while I'm here, I'll be glad to. Oh, but I'm, I'm sure you'll get along just fine here. Yes, I'm sure. Well, well, I, I, sh- I should get back, M- Mr. Gresley, I should, I should be getting back. Yes, of course, of course, get back, get back. Uh, and, and you, young, young lady, uh, I'm, not sure, I'm not sure your name comes to mind. Joy, my name is Joy Dutton. Very good. And uh, you're here, Joy Dutton, to to see uh, perhaps a relative? Aunt Agatha. Agatha Dutton. Mm, do we have an... Ag- uh, nurse Ackland, a, a larger nurse um, in her late 50s. Uh, she's, she's got a really thin, wiry, powerful frame um, and clear grey eyes steps forward. She has kind of this authoritative presence that all the other nurses part to let her go through. She says, a nurse? Agatha? Oh, we don't have... Well, I shall have to check my records, dear, but I, I can't recall anyone of that name. Okay. No mind, no mind. You're our guest now, and uh, and we'll take good care of you until we find your, your Agatha. Thank you. Uh, a tour, then. A tour? Well, of course. <laughs> uh, okay, so Nigel uh, starts taking you towards the entrance. Uh, at this point, the rest of the retinue peels off back into the building. 
but Nigel starts taking you around, first taking you to, on an inspection of the of the front of the grounds. A uh, quick tour of the lawn, perhaps, my good fellows, he says unctuously. There's a light haze of rain that begins falling as, you ta- as, as Nigel takes you wending through the green immediately in front of the manor. He starts pointing out relatively uncommon species of trees in the distance. You can't really verify his assertions, uh, but you take him at his word. And he starts noting areas where a depression in the land that you can no longer see was filled in by workers years ago. Try to sort of make sounds of agreement that are louder than him speaking. No, go on, please. Mm. Fascinating. So, Nigel's quite quite game with your conversation, um, and he takes you up on it, and he, he starts kind of a, a war of escalation <laughs> as his. his oh, uh, you don't say! <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> Um, and and the rest of you are left kind of trailing behind, um, hearing this hearing this increasingly escalating uh, exchange. So as you turn behind the manor, you come to a slightly busier area of the grounds. Uh, here, there's two women in nurse uniforms who are scratching at the earth with trowels in a small but busy-looking garden. Uh, behind that, there is a pen which is full of foxhounds who are looking around curiously uh, at the at the new guests. And beyond that, you see some stables. And then the edge of the woods themselves, um, maybe a five to ten minute walk beyond the stables. Mm-hmm. Um, so Nigel has just finished telling you about some of the fine field hunter horses that he has tied up in the stables. Uh, and then he kind of pauses, uh, looks at his watch and then turns to the manor with a slightly distracted look. He says, well, uh, I suppose I'd better see where supper's gotten to. If you'll excuse me, uh, feel free to to take in the, the grounds and, and, and look around. Uh, um, Certainly I will. I shake my head. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so now you're you're left behind the the main building of the manor, uh, and so you've got the the garden, uh, and you've got the foxhound pen, and then beyond that you've got the the woods. So there's some up to you where where you want to go if you want to have a look at anything further, or if you just want to loiter around until dinner. I believe I shall look at the hounds. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I will. Uh, I will join you. <laughs> okay so you start making your way uh towards the hounds uh as you do so you notice that there's some sort of ferment happening with the hounds now before they were looking at you curiously and kind of straining their snouts through the grating of their enclosure um wagging their tails uh but now the 20 or so foxhounds that that sir gresley keeps um, are, are kind of have developed into this churning mass, and they look like they're whirling around some unspecified point in the ground at the center of the of the enclosure. Uh, so the soil beneath them now has been kicked and poured into this grainy mud with the with the haze of rain that's been falling from above. Uh, and as you stand there looking at them, almost entranced by this kind of vortex, um, bits and bits of, of of dirt and mud are flicked over your shoes. This is making me deeply uncomfortable for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> What's wrong with the dogs? Very odd behavior. I just peer in, staring at the. I the jump mask. after Dorothy says, "I'm like, ah, 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 charmed. <laughs> Pleasure. I don't think we've met. Animals are very wise, you know. No, they're not. They are. No, they see things that no. we don't." Like, what kind of things? Well, let's have a look. <laughs> I look at what's in this uh, depression. Okay, uh, make a perception check. Five. Five. 
five. Okay. <laughs> well, they see things that we don't. Okay. <laughs> you step forward and try to focus the gaze of your third eye on whatever this the vortex of dogs is. Um, but honestly, um, you've never really been this close to a kennel full of foxhounds, and the smell takes you aback. And so, it, it, rather than peering in and focusing whatever it was there, you take a step back and kind of hold your wrist to your hand, uh, to your nose, and, and aren't able to perceive anything particular. Well, now I'm intrigued. Very interesting! <laughs> I, to sort of show that I'm not a dullard, I'd like to step forward and also make a... What do I have to do? Like a perception check? A perception check, check. <laughs> yeah. So I'll tell you how that goes. This one, yeah. Yeah. Four! <laughs> <laughs> that dog's all right! <laughs> yes! <laughs> I've seen many, many dogs in my time, and these are definitely dogs, or large cats or something. Like that. Probably dogs. Out there. Yep. Uh, yeah. As as they're whirling round, you find yourself lost again in in the in, in the hypnotic pattern that they're forming, mm. and you're almost unwittingly counting them one by one. But it's it's fruitless because they are also similar, and they create this whirling mass. Mm. Do none of the other inhabitants of this courtyard? notice this at all? Yeah, so there's two nurses who are kind of scratching at the floor on their hands and knees in the garden, but they don't they don't seem to care at all. The dogs aren't even making that much sound. Um, they're just kind of snuffling and pawing and kind of going like murmuring, but they're not like barking or anything like that. Weird. <laughs> well... <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, at the sound of your voice now, the hounds stop their whirling. Uh-oh. <laughs> they're completely still and silent, and then their their tails completely still and flat, and they all press up against the, the grate, looking... You first, at first thing, they're looking at you, but then you realise they're looking past you, behind you, uh, to where the woods are, to where the edge of the woods are. I quickly snap my neck around to see what the dogs are looking at, slightly hurting my neck. I look around slower. <laughs> so uh, they're looking in the woods. Yeah, they're look, they seem to be look, staring straight at the edge of the woods. So all, all four of you see this now, so you can all make a perception check. Is that 19? 15. 17. Okay, so um, actually all of you notice that right at the edge of the woods, there's a silhouette of something. Uh, you two, Sebastian and Cornelia, uh, realise that it's a stag. And it's a stag that seems to be standing stock still at the edge of the woods, uh, looking at you or the towns behind you. You're not sure. Oh, that's a relief. It's just a stag. <laughs> Nothing to worry about. Nothing strange going on here. It's just the a stag. animals are communing. No. <laughs> yes. No. no. Very uh, interesting. I take my glasses off and just like put my hands over my eyes like I've got a headache. <laughs> Start pouring at my pocket where my cigarettes are. (laughs) Okay, so the stag uh, takes a step back into the woods and then turns and disappears. Uh, The hounds now seemingly released from whatever uh, compulsion made them look towards the edge of the woods uh, resume normal dog behaviour, just kind of milling around and snapping at each other and snuffling at each other's behinds and things like that. Hmm. We have borne witness to something, I believe. <laughs> uh, I guess I look to Dorothy and just kind of like do a face like, what is... Do you not think, <laughs> <laughs> No, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> it was just a stag. 
bag. Come on, let's check out something else in the grounds. No. <laughs> <laughs> we we can't see what we're meant to see. <laughs> I um, go back to the uh, building. Okay. Yeah, let's Soccer go inside. Okay. Brilliant. I uh, linger to have a cigarette and then to follow her afterwards. Okay, so as you're walking past, uh, you notice the two nurses in the garden. Uh, one of them is Nurse Boskin, your acquaintance. Uh, and she sees you you four stepping past and she gets up and kind of wipes off her smock and says, Oh, how are you liking the grounds then? Oh, they're beautiful. Oh, very nice. What were you having a look at? The dogs? Yeah, they were having some, uh, there was some odd behaviour there for a second. Oh, the dogs are lovely, aren't they? So playful. Yes, they're good dogs. And what will you all be having for supper? We'll be having soup, but uh, what would you like for, for tomorrow, maybe? What are our options? Well, anything List that... of them. <laughs> <laughs> so we make do with what we've got in the garden here. Um, you can see in the garden before you, uh, it's a relatively standard patch. You can see marrows, onions, cauliflowers, peas, parsnips, among other things. I'll have pie. Uh, parsnip pie, perhaps. Mm-hmm, perhaps not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, make perception checks, guys, as you're inspecting the garden. Three. That's a garden, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Eleven. Nine. Nine. Okay, Cornelia, uh, you notice as you're as you're peering at all the options in the garden uh, that there is a small but extremely vigorous patch of lemon trees. Uh, their bulbous, bright yellow fruits are almost peeking out obscenely from behind a trellis of sodden grey-green vines. Uh, they look extremely out of place here. Why are you thinking those thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> I can't help it. You're really harsh on the lemons. Interesting. Mm. And I'm going to let you make a medicine check here, actually. Cool. The D20? Mm-hmm. Three. Mm. Okay. <laughs> I would like to make an occult check. Mm. Okay. On yeah. the trees. Mm-hmm. Off their uh, spooky spiritual trees. And the lemon trees. One. one. (laughs) Okay, so uh, I'm going to make you make a wisdom save now. (laughs) Come on. 16? 16. Okay, so I'm going to say you take, uh, you gain five dread now. Uh, As you start looking at the trees, uh, a kind of faraway look glazes over your eyes. Mm -hmm. uh, And and, and you get this, this... sense of, of horror from looking at these fruits with their kind of skin-like peel. Um, I like nudge Dorothy. Like, wanna... the, you other three see that her lower lip is kind of quivering. Are you She's quite looking... alright, ma'am? Ma'am? <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> yes, there's something about those trees. Oh, God. This woman is bad. <laughs> What what is it about those trees? No, you look at them. <laughs> what do you see? I look at the trees. Um, okay, uh, they just look like completely ordinary but very healthy lemon trees. So at this point, uh, it's an apple tree. What's the problem? <laughs> Let's move on. At this point, uh, all four of you notice that both Nurse Boskin and the other nurse there, Nurse Callan. Uh, have kind of uh, stopped really engaging with you four, and they're looking 
a little bit glazed and far away, not unlike you, Cornelia, but they seem to have also dropped their trowels and they're standing stock still in the rain now, uh, staring past you back into the woods. All right, I'm starting to feel a little weird about all of this. Oh, are you? Oh, no, no, you are. No, you are. The lemon tree wasn't enough. <laughs> You're right. Yes. How could I have missed that? What time is it? Uh, it's about 5.30 in the afternoon. So, nearing dinner time? Mm. Yeah, yeah, nearing nearing dinner time. The light is, is almost completely failed. But there's um, nothing at the trees that they're looking at. This time there's nothing at the trees, but you, you do feel this kind of... <clears throat> there is something that catches your eye as well in looking at them, although you can't quite place why. Right, we're done here. I'm going in now. Yes, I walk to the dining room loudly to say, Supper! Supper! <laughs> Supper! <laughs> Okay. Wince every time. <laughs> so um, you start taking the, the path that curls back round to the front of the, of the manor uh, to approach the main entrance. As you do, and start going up the fairly grand steps towards the main door, uh, you see a distracted-looking man in a doctor's coat start stepping down the, uh, the steps, the manor entrance, and he seems to be headed past you, basically where you had come from, back to the, the, the back of the manor. Uh, he notices you as as he's coming down, and he stops. He looks a bit flustered, and he says, "Oh, I'm terribly sorry. I was I I, I saw you as you came in, of course, but um, but I didn't get the chance to to say hello to you. Uh, my name is Doctor Blythe, Sebastian Saint Battenberg. Can I give him a handshake? Okay, I'd like to make a strength check. <laughs> yeah, go for it. <laughs> oh, nine. No, yeah, his hand is is moist and limp, uh, and he he seems entirely unprepared uh, for the experience. I laugh and clap him on the shoulder. Good to meet you. Well met, sir. Cornelia Cavendish. Very pleasant to meet you, uh, Dorothy Taylor. And I'm Joy Dutton. Okay, so he he takes in. He says, "Yeah, very good. Yes, yes." I yes. jump in the air when Joy speaks. Like, what? Why is there a child here? How long have you been here? Not a child. I'm fifteen. Oh, apologies. And 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 why are you here? Uh, can I ask uh, reasons? No, we're not together. No, oh, we just I happen see. to be in the same space at the same time. No, I'm here to see a, an old friend. I see. I see. Oh, what's his his George? George. I'm afraid. Um, Kind of, he pinches his the the bridge of his nose. What? I'm afraid George is uh, mm-hmm. no longer among us. Uh, Mr. Oh, he's left already! Oh, fantastic! <laughs> well, I'll be on my way then. And glad to know that he made a full recovery. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> uh, always a difficult conversation. Uh, yes, yes. He has, well, goodbye. Uh, I guess uh, I'll I'll be leaving now to see. Uh, did he say which way he was headed? Uh, uh, back I, into town to see his. Uh, I believe. Stories. No, sir. Yes. Uh, he has, as it were, shuffled off the mortal coil. You know, we've all lost many friends in in, in the war. I think you could have had a bit more tact when you said that. (laughs) Jesus, man, shuffled off the mortal coil. He was my friend. (laughs) My deepest condolences. Uh, I know you, doctor types are hardened sorts, but Jesus, I'd like to sit down. (laughs) Oh, and, uh, and, and and you, child? I'm looking for my aunt, Aunt Agatha. Agatha. Yes, I remember Agatha. Uh, a lively one. No longer. <laughs> uh, I'm just like, what do you mean? Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> uh, well, I, I, 
head nurse Ackland will explain will explain with Agatha uh, on unfortunate circumstance, but uh, oh. but we'll take we'll take good care of you tonight. Oh, thank you. Oh, supper's almost, almost almost ready. I, 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 Do you I, have any good news, Doctor? <laughs> <laughs> yes, what's for supper at least? <laughs> Uh, I believe I believe some sort of uh, fish consomme. Uh. But, uh, but in any case, it is it is uh, well spiced and warm. I'm sure you'll enjoy it. I, I need to attend to something over behind the manor, if you'll excuse me. Uh, and he starts to walk off, unless you want mm-hmm. to detain him with any more questions. So we're just going to stay the night, are we? I sort of call to him as he leaves. Uh, he stops and turns and is still looking distracted and says, well... He, Yes, I suppose. Uh, yes, if you have any business here that that that, that might go continue into the morning, then we have rooms made up. Uh, you'll find we don't have many patients here. Actually, uh, most of them have have healed up and and gone home. The ones that we have are, are require more long term care. So we do have a few bedrooms that are. My that are open. business as of now will be predominantly drinking. Is that acceptable? <laughs> oh, entirely, entirely. And I, I apologize for for breaking the news in in such an indelicate way. That's all right. And with that, our four heroes enter the manor, turning their backs to the gathering storm. Drakelow Hall's squat brickwork is stained with the first vanguard drops of rain, and clammy wind shakes the leaves. Something stirs in the darkening air. Little do they know the horrors that await them within. You've been listening to The Secret of Drakelow Hall. Written by Giorgio Mariani and produced and edited by David Knight and Tom Dalling. With music by Jonathan Day. Starring Eleanor Kohler as Dorothy Taylor, Maximilian John as Cornelia Cavendish, David Knight as Sebastian St. Battenberg, and Charlie May as Joy Dutton. I am Giorgio Mariani, Games Master. You can follow The Infinite Bad, as well as our other podcast shows, on Twitter at HumanDefinitely and support the production of this series on Patreon. That's patreon.com forward slash Definitely Human. The Infinite Bad is a Definitely Human production. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.